Hi, this is Jackie Lee from itsawamlife.com, and today we have another in our Time to Shine interview series, and I am so excited today to be able to talk to Mandy from the Life Your Way network of websites. Hi, Mandy. How are you? Good. How are you, Jackie? I'm doing really well, thanks. I'm really excited because um, you're... Your network of websites is really interesting to me about how you've set this whole thing up and how you're making it work. So I can't wait to really dig in. Um, I did just recently read your ebook and it was wonderful. And I love that you are so open to sharing so much about how you got started and some of the things that you went through in the beginning. Um, so would you mind just kind of telling us how Life Your Way got started? No problem. Yeah, definitely. And I'm really glad to hear you say that because I have to admit that. When I hit publish on that ebook, it was like sending a child out into the world. I, I was so nervous, and I probably spent that whole first day like shaking in my boots because <laughs> I was I felt like I put a part of me out there, and I wasn't really sure what to expect from people. Yeah, well, I hope you got good feedback because I thought it was fantastic. Thank you, I really appreciate that. So anyway, life your way. Um, I actually started blogging. Well. It's before my oldest was born, I had a little mommy blog only intended for friends and family. And at some point, I started coming across this more this idea of more professional, well-designed blogs, and I really felt like that was something that I wanted to do. I was transcribing full-time from home, and it was a ton of work um, with little ones around just trying to balance my time wearing headphones stuck at my computer and taking care of my family. And um, so I started a couple blogs. First, I started kind of a craft family home blog, which was not really my strength, and I was that didn't really work for me. So <laughs> I had this idea for an organizing blog because I'm about as type A as you come, and I figured I had some tips I could share with people. So I started um, organizing your way in December of 2008, and we we launched, you know, to coincide with the start of the new year and people wanting to get organized and that type of thing and it went really well um it started growing um i was networking and building the site and then i started to realize that i didn't want to write about organizing all the time mm -hmm. um it, it, some people do it really well but i was starting to find it kind of boring mm -hmm. and so i um had this idea to launch kind of a network where i could talk about more of the things that I was learning and discovering for my family, still in that same kind of advice, not a lot of judgment, figure out what works for you kind of tone of voice. And so in September of last year, so 2010, we launched Life Your Way, which is a 10-channel network of sites um, from everything from organizing and decorating to success and productivity, pretty much everything in between. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now, and it's just amazing to me. You said that uh, you started uh, growing your blog and networking. Can you talk about how you started doing that? Because I think so many people have trouble getting past a certain point. Like, it's oh, you know, you can do some pretty basic things and get some traffic, but to move past kind of that 100 per day per like level, it takes something different. Can you tell us what you did to to get past that spot? Sure. Um, I think one of the things that made the biggest difference is that I wasn't afraid to reach out to people that were bigger than me. Mm -hmm. I actually um, asked 
Tish at Simple Mom to mentor me. I hadn't spoken with her at all before I sent that email. I just liked what she was doing and the things she was accomplishing on her blog. And honestly, I thought, well, even if she doesn't have time for this and it's not something she wants to do, at least I will then at that point be on her radar as well. Right. She did say yes. Um, and those first few months, she provided a lot of really good, concrete feedback. And at the same time, we built a relationship where she invited me to participate in series with her and introduced me to other people and that type of thing. So I think that was probably one of the biggest things that I accomplished or that I did to um, start building traffic. And I also, you know, there was a network of sites that isn't really very active anymore called the Life Skills Network. And I reached out to them about joining their network. Um, and, and it was some really good contacts, people I'm still in contact with today. And I was able to build relationships and write guest posts and share traffic with them. And, um, and I always say when people ask, you know, how do I get more traffic? I'm kind of stuck. The number one way and something I need to make more time for today for myself is to guest post on other people's sites because you're introducing yourself to a whole other group of readers without them having to come to your site first. Yeah. And it's a really good way to get really great quality traffic to your site because if they click through to visit your site at that point, they're already interested and they want to know more and they want to read more of your stuff. So right. it's just a really good way to get yourself in front of people and start to build those relationships both with bloggers and readers. Mm-hmm. So what do you do to, to find new places to guest post and to create that relationship so someone's willing to let you write for their blog? Um, I do a couple things. I subscribe to a lot of blogs in my feed reader because I kind of take pride in putting together a link list that people want to read mm-hmm. so that they don't have to subscribe to every blog out there. And so I, if I come across a good blog, I subscribe and I I read their stuff and I get to know more about them and the type of stuff they're posting about and, um, you know, the, the type of guest posts they're already sharing and that type of thing. And then I just build relationships with them either through email or by starting to comment on their blogs or however that works. I think sometimes we put too much thought into it thinking that, you know, there's this special formula. And a lot of times it's really just about asking, hey, you know, I have this idea for a guest post on ABC that I think would be a good fit for your audience. Can I send it over for you to review? And as long as you know the blog that you're sending it to and and it really is a topic that that fits with them, a lot of times you'll get, you know, a positive response and they'll ask you to go ahead and send that over. And then when you do send it, you really need to be careful that you know, you've double-checked your grammar and your punctuation and you've matched the formatting to their formatting as best you can and that type of thing because nobody wants to spend an hour um, editing a guest post before they can publish it. Absolutely. I think one thing that I really like about what you said was that you send an email with an idea. I get so many requests to do guest posts on my blog that are just like, hey, man, I'd like to do a guest post for you. Right. Let me know what you want. Right. Well, I don't have time for her to come up with ideas, you know, for you to write about. <laughs> I am already trying to come, come up, up with, with my own ideas. ideas. <laughs> so I think that's a really good tip to make sure that you send them an idea, like, of what you would like to write about 
and you know that because you've, you've read their stuff and you know kind of what they talk about and what they like to have on their blog. I think that's an awesome tip. Absolutely. And I can usually, in my experience, the blogs or the emails that come through that say, hey, can I guest post for you, usually tend to be spammy type guest posters. Not mm-hmm. that this is always true, and if you're not a spammer and you've sent that email, I don't mean to include you in that group, but um, a lot of times they are more spammy. So I eliminate those most of the time right off the top. That's good to know because I oh, I just feel so bad doing that. I feel like, well, gosh, I should just send them an email back and let them know a better way that they could ask the guest <laughs> Talk about, oh. Crazy making. Anyway, so now <laughs> you've set up this whole – I love that you've got each of these channels, and I like that you call them channels because what I see so many people doing is that when they start getting bored about their topic, they start just adding more topics to their blog, and then their blog becomes so diluted that nobody really stays because they never talk about the same thing. You know what I mean? Right, Whereas you've absolutely. created these channels, so each one is a specific topic, and I love that. Right, and you can actually, I've set it up so that people can subscribe to one channel where we have a couple of pre-configured um, combinations, and I also offer people the opportunity if there's a group of channels they want to subscribe to but it's not included, they can email me and I'll create them their own subscription just because I wow. know that for some people those channels aren't going to all apply and they don't want to read about them and it's a lot of posts to get every day if you're subscribing to all of them. Mm-hmm. So I try to make it as easy as possible for people to customize. Oh, that's awesome. So my next question is, is I noticed that you have contributors for each one of these channels. Yeah. And I'm wondering how you manage to find people who are willing to write on a consistent basis and really follow through with that. Well, I pay my contributors. So oh, that's, that's a good way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're paid, and I work really hard to also promote them. So I, um, you know, send tips from time to time. I tweet them. I include them in my Tumblr. I, um, you know, promote their products for free if they release new products and that type of thing. So I try to, I try to treat my contributors like I would want to be treated as a contributor, and mm-hmm. so far that's working for us. I see. I see. So how were you how did you go about getting contributors? Did you just pick people you already knew and you wanted to work with or did you have people apply? How did that work? Um my initial group of bloggers, we started out with 18 contributors out of 20 spots. There's two per channel. Um and I sent emails to probably 30 bloggers in the months leading up to the launch to um invite them to join. We got some, you know, no, I don't have time for this right now, and a few people who didn't respond at all. But for the most part, my initial group, you know, responded and signed up, and almost all of them are still contributing. We've lost wow. a couple along the way. Um, either they've changed direction with their blog or gotten too busy or that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, and then we have accepted a few applications, people who've emailed me and just said, you know, I see you accept contributors. I'd love to contribute on this channel. And what really gets me is when they say, and here are the topics I'd like to blog about. Because just like the guest posts, I know what to expect up front. I don't have to ask them additional questions. I can go visit their blog and learn more about them. And it makes it really easy for me to make a decision. Um, And so I've invited a few of those people to join as well. Wonderful. Wow. Okay. Um, 
Wow, I didn't I didn't know that you paid your contributors. That's awesome that you can do that because it's so hard to find people who, you know, when they're not getting paid will be consistent and stick around to do that. So that's fantastic. Right. And and I do um and I still tell you in exchange for paying, I do expect posts to be turned in on time. If someone's not able to get it in on time, you know, I just send them an email and sorry, we'll try again next month. Because I really, for, for my own sanity, I need those to be in so I know that I can get them scheduled for the week and not have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. If someone's consistently not turning a post in, then at that point I probably would consider replacing them. But I have pretty good relationships with all of my contributors, so we mm-hmm. haven't really gotten to that point. Awesome. Wow, that's really cool. Um, the next thing I want to talk to you about is your printable section, which is vast and fantastic. Um, can you tell me why you decided to start a printable section and, and what it's done for your blog and the network? Sure. Um, I actually started doing printables back at Organizing Your Way. Um, a home management notebook is a popular kind of home management tool to help you organize all of the information it takes to run a household from meal planning to finances, your calendar and contact list and all that. And so I created, you know, a group of home management printables, and they were really popular. And at that point, I kind of took a step back and decided what my design theme would be, and and we've continued just adding to those printables almost weekly. There's been a few busy weeks that I haven't added new printables, but I add, for most weeks, I add a couple new printables every week. and really, though, I don't, at this point, I'm not coming up with most of the ideas myself. I get a lot of emails from readers with great ideas. And so I'm using those ideas to kind of keep building the collection. But I will say that is probably one of the most popular sections of my website. It, um, it has taken off on StumbleUpon and, you know, Pinterest, Pinterest and a, a bunch of different sites just because people are looking for ready-made printables. And when... I offer them free, you know, that makes it even better because they come visit, browse the site, download what they want. We do have a paid subscription where if someone doesn't want to browse through about 150 probably at this point printables, they can get a download pack and download all of those to their computer categorized in folders so that they have them all and they'll receive um, monthly email updates with any new printables that have been released. So that's kind of that was just a business move on my part. I couldn't afford to offer people the ability to download them all at once for free because having them on my site generates income, and I couldn't just give that up um, and continue to build, you know, or create so many printables each week. So. We offer both options, whether you value your time more or your money more, there's an option for you. And, um, yeah, I think that that's been a big draw to getting people to come back and visit and also attracting new visitors. Absolutely. I was going to ask you that next is why you didn't dis- why you decided to give them away for free instead of charging for them because they're fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, I think that, you know, it was a traffic-generating move to offer them free. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's worked out. I don't have any regrets about doing it that way. There's also less expectation because they are free. I don't feel like like people get upset if I'm not releasing new ones, you know, for a couple weeks because things are busy or 
if there's a typo in one, I, I might get a helpful email, but I don't get too many upset emails or that type of thing. Gotcha. I do like the the idea of being able to buy them for so you can get them all and the and the new ones too. That's a really great idea. Very, very smart. So you we've talked a little bit about how you got traffic in the beginning and I'm wondering what you do now to continue to grow your site and to grow the entire network and to build traffic. Is there specific things that you do daily or weekly or things that you do that help continue to grow the site? That's a good question, and honestly, I feel like this is maybe where I am the weakest. Um, I know the things that work, and sometimes I get caught up in that urgent but not important thing where I'm putting out fires and just trying to get posts up, and I don't spend as much time doing the things that I know are really important, um, which I'm I'm really focusing on changing um, this summer. That's one of my goals. I would say I'm starting to spend more time on social media, which is, does not come natural for me. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Twitter just because it's hard for me to spend a lot of time in conversation there, and I know that mm-hmm. Twitter requires a lot of time to really build the kind of relationships that end up generating traffic. I do use Twitter. I publish my Tumblr feed there, um, and I jump into conversations when I have time, but I've had a lot more success with building relationships on Facebook um, through my Facebook page, um, Facebook is now and adding the like button at the bottom of posts. Facebook mm-hmm. is one of my top um, refers each month. Wow. Stumble upon is another huge refer for me, and I did the same thing. I added a button at the bottom of each post that allows people to stumble without having to have the toolbar installed. Oh, um, and that's turned out worked out really well. They're number two. Uh, they and might be ahead find- of Facebook at this point. Do you I'm find sorry? that the stumble upon traffic is decent traffic? Like, I actually do, and I'm not sure if it's the setup of the site. In general, um, Life Your Way performs better on page views per visit than other sites, and mm-hmm. I think that it might be the setup of the different channels and um, some of the other things I have added to increase those page views per visit because – my stumble upon traffic is pretty sticky. Um, oh. My printables perform pretty well on stumble upon, and most of those are one page with links to the printables, so that mm. automatically gets people to click to the second page if they want it, and oh. that might be part of it as well. Smart. That's a good strategy. Good strategy. And did you use a plugin to to create your stumble upon button, or how'd you do yes, that? I used Sociable. And I've customized it to kind of fit more with my site design. Um, And we've had a lot of success. I was hesitant to to add any of those for a while just because I don't want to clutter up the site. But so far it's working out pretty well. So I'm glad I finally took the plunge and did that. (laughs) Very cool. And so, oh, I I see. Okay. That looks really clean and neat down there, actually. I like it. With the like button and the stumble upon Twitter and being able to print it and email it. Very good right. options for people to be able to do. That's I like that a lot. So you're doing more social media and you're having people stumble and you're getting traffic from there. Do you do, you know, when when people kind of get involved in blogging in the beginning, everyone tells them to comment on blogs and to do forums and blog hops. Did you do any of those things or do you do any of those things and 
I really don't. Um, my, th- I think this is a good example of how you have to find something that works for you. Mm-hmm. I am an introvert by nature, and for the most part, the computer eliminates that kind of, you know, an introvert can spend a lot more time with people through the computer than they can in person without being worn out. But, but I don't, I find commenting on posts and some of those other methods exhausting because I overthink mm-hmm. every word I type and um, it's just a lot of pressure for me. So I do comment some, but in general, I've looked for ways um, that fit more with my personality. One thing on the flip side of that, I read Scott Stratton's Unmarketing a few mm-hmm. months ago after Blissom, and it really changed my whole perspective on the necessity of responding to comments on my own blog um, just to show readers that I do value their input. So I'm now doing that, and I expected kind of that when I started doing that, it might change my perspective on commenting on other sites, but it hasn't really. <laughs> I will comment maybe once or twice a week if something really grabs my attention, but but I, I feel so strongly about not doing it just because I don't enjoy it that I, mm-hmm. don't, I don't invest the time to do that. So I look for things that I do enjoy. One, you know, I, I bring bloggers together a lot through the free ebooks we publish, um, and I reach out to bloggers that way, and then I publish this great content that's not all mine. It comes from people who've submitted it to be included in the ebook. And then they're linking to that ebook and back to my site. Um, and then I, you know, hosted the ultimate blog swap in, I don't even know what month it was, May, I think. Yeah, and, it was um, and we got a lot of link backs back to Life Your Way through that. And so those kind of administrative ways of bringing people together and increasing traffic really fit my personality better. I know there are some people who build incredible relationships through commenting and through Twitter and um, through link parties and that kind of thing. And I think if that fits your personality, it's a really great way. It's effective. It works. Um, But if it doesn't, I don't think there's any reason that you should feel obligated to do them. I think that's great, and I had never thought of it that way, that it's a real personality thing and and how it fits with your personality. I would not have thought about it that way. But you do some really interesting things that that work for you, and I have people, I know I have readers that are way more introverted than I am, and I'm at a loss to tell them, like, I I know it works for me, and so I don't see the other side of that and what does work for that. So I really appreciate that glimpse into that. That, That's very helpful. And I think it's okay to be creative. Um, You know, think of an idea. We did, before I started Life Your Way, one of the things I did that I would say had a pretty big impact on the growth of organizing your way was a 31-day series where it was right after the new year and it was about resolutions, and I would post how-to tips on my site for a certain resolution, and I had another blogger who would share their personal story about that resolution. And so every day for 31 days, I was linking to someone and they were linking back to me. And that's just another example. It didn't require extra work. It didn't require socializing other than that networking through email. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was just, you know, benefiting, hopefully, both of us, you know, each day through those link backs. Oh, that's great. It is really easy as a new blogger, I know, because I I work with a lot of new bloggers, to kind of want a blueprint. Someone just tell me what to do so I can go out there and do it and I can be successful and start making money. 
And it's right. really important, I think, to be creative and to find what's going to work for you. And I know that the things that work for me, and I, you know, I'm willing to share them with people, but I can't guarantee that they're going to work for you because you're not me. So I think it's really important to, to keep in mind that this is a creative endeavor and be creative and come up with ideas that might work for you, even if they don't work for me. I think that's a really awesome point. Absolutely. I think that creativity goes a long way. I think people see it and take notice. I think it sets you apart from the million other blogs out there, and I think it helps you to really carve out your own space in the blogosphere. Awesome. Okay, well, we're running out of time, but I do want to talk to you just a minute about the ebook that you just put out, How to Have Your Cake and Eat It Too, which I told you in the beginning I think is fantastic. Can you tell us, like, why you decided to, to write an ebook and what that process looked like for you? Sure. Um, well, you probably get this all the time, too. I have people email me or say to me on Twitter or Skype or wherever, um, how do you do it all? <laughs> and and I really, I'm, I don't think it's really as big a secret as it seems. You know, I'm not, I'm not some super robot who doesn't sleep. I don't, you know, um, there's just not a big secret. But I also don't really do it all. I do the things I do well, I think. I try to. Um, I have a lot of help in the process that I've set up really strategically from virtual assistants to my husband to, you know, mentors along the way who help answer questions and show me how to do things technically and that type of thing. And um, I've made a lot of sacrifices. And so I think that what I really wanted to do through How to Have Your Cake and Eat It Too, it originally started out as a time management ebook that I started probably nine months ago. Um, I had the time management portion pretty much written, and it was pretty dull, and I was thinking there's not really a hook here. There's not something that's going to make people really want to pick up and read this. It's just a bunch of dull tips. And as I started getting that question more and more, especially after the launch of Life Your Way, I really started to feel like what I needed to write was um, an ebook for you know moms who wanted to work at home and weren't sure how to really balance those things. And the title came one day my, I think she was probably 10 months old at the time, my 10-month-old fell asleep in our high chair while eating lunch, which my kids don't fall asleep in strange places very often, and I think it's so cute when they do. And my husband, who's a stay-at-home dad, called me downstairs to see it. And I took a picture, and I uploaded it to Facebook, and I said, this is why I do what I do. I really have the best of both worlds. And I thought, this is how you have your cake and eat it, too. You, you know, you find the things you love, and you find a way to balance them and pursue both. And, and I really felt like I've kind of achieved that because I'm home with my kids for moments like those. And, and I also, you know, get to, to pursue this business and career that I love. And our family is working towards goals together, and it's, it's really kind of a cool thing. But so I just started writing the ebook. I, to be honest, I set the launch date way before I had the ebook written, kind of to put that pressure on myself mm-hmm. because it had been waiting so long. Um, in the wings, it was always getting pushed behind other projects. And, and I started carrying a notebook with me probably a month before launch and just writing down every thought that came to me about this whole work-at-home mom life, to use your kind of theme mm-hmm. name and 
And I, I just started writing down everything, and then I decided what I really needed was to tell my story first, then share tips for being a work-at-home mom, and then tips for kind of time and home management. And so that's kind of the breakdown of the book strategy there. And, and it has gotten really good feedback because I think it's resonating with moms who have decided, you know, staying at home with their kids is the most important thing to them, but that doesn't mean that there aren't other important things also that they want to pursue, and they're just not sure how to do that and how to make time for it and how how to not feel guilty about it along the way. Yeah, one of my favorite parts of the book is when you talked about juggling instead of balance, and that just flipped a switch in my head and released, like, at least 99% of the guilt that I have during my day. <laughs> I love that that analogy, and I thought it just made so much more sense than trying to balance because my brain is not a balanced place anyway. I tend to gravitate toward all or nothing, so balance is not natural for me, but the idea of having to exert a lot of energy to get something in the air and then I have energy to put towards something else so I can get all the balls in the air and keep them going – just really, really worked for me, and I really appreciate it. <laughs> I am glad to hear that. After I wrote that section, I said to someone on Skype, I think I just wrote the best thing I've ever written in my life because it really clicked for me, too. I've heard so many people quit blogging with a post about balance, and every time I've thought, well, it's okay like to say this isn't working, I'm spending too much time blogging, I'm not enjoying it, I'm going to quit – but but I don't think that quitting in the name of balance is always the right. I'm not, I'm not sure that's the right approach to take. You can quit because you're not enjoying it, and I've done that plenty of times along the way. But <laughs> but I think this myth of balance kind of stops a lot of people from achieving everything they could achieve along the way. Absolutely. I, I absolutely agree with that. I think it gives people an easy out. Right. To be frank, because right. if you're not balanced, if you can't, you know, give equal time to all the things in your life, and who can do that? No matter if you work at home, mom, or you work outside, who can give equal time to all the things that are involved in their life? And I think it just makes it a little easier for you to walk away. Right. And I think that, like I said, I think quitting is okay, but I think quitting out of guilt just leaves you with regrets. Mm -hmm. um, at some point, you're going to wish you hadn't quit or, you know, you're going to have that fire again to pursue your dreams and, and all you're going to remember is that you couldn't make it work the first time. You're going to come back to it and go, man, if I had just been kept doing this for all this time, I wonder where I would be now. Right. <laughs> no, that didn't come from personal experience or anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mandy, I want to thank you so much for joining me today. I have had a wonderful time talking to you, and I could probably talk to you for another hour, but... We have things to do this afternoon, and this is the last work <laughs> thing of the day, so I'm going to... Well, thank you so much for inviting me. It really is an honor. I'm not used to people wanting to hear from me even really? still, so I, I really That's appreciate kind of you reaching out and inviting me. Oh, well, I'm really glad you said yes, because I was really excited to talk to you. Um, so let's again remind people that your site is, you can get started, I guess, at life.yourway.net, and then yep. you can kind of uh, browse the channels from there, and, and you can get everywhere in your network from any one of the sites, which I think is a really smart, smart move, too. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you very much, and have a wonderful day. And, again, thanks for joining us. I, I really do appreciate it. Thanks, Jackie. Thank you.